Good morning. This is Coffee with the Sarlows, and I'm Karen. And I'm Kelly. Welcome. This is Horse Day. Sounds good. We have stories um, from clients um, where we've either had them come to see us in regards to their horses, or in one instance where a couple actually, two instances where I've actually gone out to the farm or to a horse ranch, whatever. Okay. And I'm not a horse person. So maybe it's really important to start by saying that I'm not familiar with the right terms. And um, people might clue into that. I think that'll become obvious very quickly for both of us. Yes. Um, But that doesn't mean we still can't help them because of the gifts that we have. So... Yeah, I'm. You know what? I think I know a couple of the stories that you're going to share, and yeah. uh, they're they're quite beautiful. Um, I've coughed today, so I'm kind of excited to sit back and sit my coffee and listen. Okay, maybe just throw in some questions or something here and there. Okay, um, I have five or six stories, so I'm just going to go through those, and then people can listen and hear how we interact with the horse, and the owner, and the family, and the the whole system. Because they're part of people's families. As much as people are dog lovers and cat lovers, there are horse lovers. And um, so I guess the first thing is that even though I don't understand horses and I haven't been around them in my life, in this current life, um, I do understand that people love them as much as they love every other pet or their children. And as we've said before, sometimes they love them more. And that that relationship between them and their horse is more significant to them than some of their human relationships. Mm -hmm. So um, I I think that's important. It's something that I've learned through this process as well. What beautiful creatures they are, how intelligent they are, how complex, um, and how much they contribute to, um, to our joy as human beings too, and to what's going on on our planet. Okay, so the first story starts where, um, and I think I've said this one before, so if they've heard Coffee with the Sarlows, a prior story, this might already be out there. Um, But I was invited to a woman's house at night. Um, I had not been there before. So I drove out to her place. She said there were going to be a couple of other people there. And um, so I pulled up to the front of the house, and it's pitch black, so you can't see anything uh, behind the house at all. It was winter time, And during her during the session at her home, um, I asked her if she had horses. And she said, yes. And I said, okay, and she knows now that I don't know this, and I can't see this from the way that you pull up to the property. And I said, "Um, they're behind and like to my right. And she said, that's correct. And um, a little bit through the session information came through about the horses and they she asked me to return the next day because it had to do with the health of the horse. So the following day, I went back to her place um, in sunlight, and we walked out on into her property. Well, when I arrived there during the day, Kelly, yeah, like she had a huge field behind the house, and it was it was cleared and fenced, and there were horses in the field. So I could understand that she wanted me to come back to see that. And the horses were very far out in the distance. Um, and the two of us were just standing on the outside of the fence. So the horses were inside. And I told her that um, I was getting pain. And um, 
I explained to her it was like up in my right shoulder. And she said, well, actually, she said, I have a horse that has pain in its right shoulder. Um, and as we were talking and walking through the, the land, um, the horses came across the field right to us. Now, I'm assuming that that would be normal because they're her horses. They're not mine, but they're hers. So they see her. And um, two horses approached. As the two horses came closer, my shoulder pain intensified. And I stopped at one point and said that I was having a great deal of difficulty walking because of the of the pain. And she said that the horse had been experiencing this pain for quite a long time and was so severe sometimes it had difficulties walking as well. And um, I turned around and there was a little opening. I find this interesting because I think some people, especially if they can't connect, well, just some people, will hear that you had trouble walking because of pain in your shoulder. And I think a lot of people oh, won't yeah. understand that. that. That's the horse's pain. Well, no, I just think that it's hard to conceptualize why your feet or your legs or your hips can't do the walking if the pain is in your shoulder. Oh, yeah. And I think that's really neat because if you've ever been in extreme amount of pain anywhere in the body, it consumes the brain as well. And so you can't necessarily send the right signals to the feet or the legs to keep moving. Somebody with MS might understand that. Yeah. And then to also know that horses need all fours to walk on. Yeah. Um, and that you could put it together that just because your shoulder was hurting, you couldn't walk. It, it was assimilated or sorry, associated with a horse. Yeah. So I, I turned into this little opening behind us and I said, oh, there was a bench here. And she started laughing. She said, how do you know that? And I said, because uh, I can see a bench and a native man sitting on the bench. And she said, what? And I said, well, I said, in the spirit world, I can see a bench was here and there was this, a native man. This was native land. And she said, go on, tell me more. And I said, well, there was or is um, a pathway between your house and a, and a barn underground. And she said, that was correct. There was. And she and her spouse ended up walking me through it, going from their house, down the cellar, through the ground. There was a passageway, and you came up into another building. And she said, go on, like keep telling me more. And I said, well, I said, the native man stands here for the horse. And I said, he's one of his spirit guides. And I said, so the, the native man sits on the bench and he takes care of the horse. Your horse has a lot of pain. And when I, we were describing the pain, um, she asked um, me to, to continue. And I, I seized. So I had difficulty speaking. And the horse then went over to the tree that was between uh, the two of us and the two horses. He went over to the tree and he started gnawing on the tree. And the more he gnawed, the harder it was for me to move or to speak. The harder it was um, like for me to be able to speak, um, he, he cribbed. I think she called it cribbing. And he would gnaw on the tree. And I was in agony. <laughs> I was struggling. And this went on for a couple of minutes, and she asked me if she could do anything to help me. And I said, I just shook my head, no, I didn't know what I needed. I didn't know what to do. 
and I asked the spirit of the native man sitting on the bench if he would help me. And if he could help the horse, could he go to the horse, please? So at first I felt like, oh my God, help me. And then it was like, nah, never mind. <laughs> just help the horse. <laughs> if he could just help the horse, maybe everything would work out in some way. So I saw the, the, the spirit of the native man. I want to say sending energy and love, but I don't know how to describe this other than to say that I could see colors going towards the horse. And then the horse stopped the gnawing on the tree and my pain started to go away and the horse walked straight up to me and I have never I, at this point Kelly I, I'd never even been in the presence of a horse so I had some fear and I don't know why because I've never I, I haven't had a bad experience to create fear so I thought well this is interesting why do I feel afraid is it because it's bigger than me I, I didn't understand it Anyway, the horse came straight over to me and put its head close to mine, like right beside my head, near my shoulder. I finally realized afterwards that it was near my shoulder, mm -hmm. but I thought it was going to take its head and hit my head. <laughs> and again, why? <laughs> why would I think shit like that? But it's just, it's part of this human thing we have of wanting to protect ourselves in some way where there isn't any need to, whether a horse was offering gentleness and kindness, love and gratitude. And my first thought was, is it going to hurt me? It's going to headbutt me. It's going to headbutt me. It's going to knock me over. And all the horse wanted to do was give me gratitude. So that was a good lesson for me. And I, I can appreciate the horses, the two horses, the native man and this lovely lady who invited me, that I got to learn something about myself that day, that I got to learn something about who I am, maybe some of the ways that I've been conditioned in my life to wanting to protect myself instead of being open first. It did something to help me too. So whatever offering that I could give that day to help the horse in its healing um, connecting to the spirit, the spirit guide of the animal. Um, and the native man made a great triangle of love and of healing. She asked me why that spot. And I said, I don't know. I said, I don't know everything. The spirit world doesn't tell me everything as much as people. Actually, I know nothing. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. go with it. That this would have is, been more accurate. This is true. This is so true. I know nothing. It's what they give us. And you and I both know that. So I turned around. She said, could you clarify what spot? And I said, yeah. So I walked over and I said, this spot right here. And there's no bench there. There's nothing to show me there had been a bench. Mm -hmm. And she said, Karen, I'd like to tell you something quite beautiful. And I said, okay, go. She said, I had made the decision that if my horse had to be put down, this was the spot I'm going to bury him. Right in the spot where the bench was sitting, where we saw the na I saw the native man. That, I think, comforted her, and I think comforted me. And somebody else might listen to that, and they might allow that level of comfort to sit in them hearing that story today. Mm -hmm. And some people might dismiss it entirely and say, phooey. Oh, my God. And it's okay, wherever people are, in the spectrum of belief-disbelief. Mm -hmm. Is that good? I'm going to go on to another story, unless Why you stop. Why did she decide on that spot? Oh, I don't know, and I didn't ask. Okay. 
I didn't ask that. And Kel, like I, I've asked this lady, she's given consent to share the story. Yeah. Um, um, but, and I invited her to come and do the podcast about it so that she could, she could give her voice to this. But as you and I both know, many times when we ask people to come and do the podcast shows, they decline. They'll get written consent, but they yep. will not come and do the shows. So, um, and you know, we always create different names for people. And even though in this podcast story, we haven't even named her yet. Um, I, I don't know the story behind the spot. Okay. I just know that it was important that it gave her comfort to understand um, that that there was some connection. Mm-hmm. And and I guess that's why I enjoy telling the stories is for people to find connections. Mm-hmm. Now, she also mentioned... Um, uh, since I've seen her, this has been years. This is probably five, six years ago that this occurred. And I asked her a couple of months ago if I could tell this story in the show. And she said yes, but she also wanted to say that the horse has not had any problems with that shoulder since that day. Lovely. And that the cribbing had stopped. Mm-hmm. And she explained to me that cribbing um, is something that the horses do to release, or to relieve, uh, pardon me, to release endorphins so that they can um, have pain relief. Interesting. And I didn't know that either. So there were all these little pieces in this story that over the years, like over the years, as I've asked her for consent and stuff that she was able to give me. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Can I go on to another one now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is like story time with my coffee this morning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, the next story um, has to do um, with a lady who uh, is a regular client. And she came in one day and I said to her, um, I have a horse. He's white. And she started to cry. And I said, he says, she says she loves you. And that she the is... The horse is a she? The horse is a she. Okay. And that she is a princess. And that she's crossed and she's on the other side. So I said, so have you lost a horse? And she said, yes, just recently. It had only been within a couple of weeks. And I said, um, your horse... Um, and they had. Ref- she had always referred to her as being her princess. Mm-hmm. Because of her temperament, she behaved like one. Like she deserved everything. Okay. <laughs> Like, serve me, take care of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, that this had been a joke between the two of them. And that she was so in tune with her horse's personality. Um, and and so the very first thing in her session when she came in that day was that she was greeted by the spirit of her horse. And many times since then, her horse has come through just to love her. Sometimes just to give her affirmations that she's right on cue maybe that her intuition is doing well, or maybe an ass kicking that her intuition is doing well and she's not paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. And um, she also helped her move on so that she could find another horse. Cute. And which one to pick and what kind of character her the next horse would have and that that would suit her better now in this time of her life because she needed a different kind of character to partner her. Mm So that while she, the white horse, had been a good kind of character at one time to teach her and to help her with her life, that she needed a new kind of partner with a new energy and new personality traits. I think that's important for a lot of um, pet owners to hear. Yes. Because we often um, 
are scared to quote unquote replace an animal. And I think it's lovely to hear that you don't have to replace the animal, the husband or the or the boyfriend or the girlfriend or the whatever, child. the child, yep. that everybody will come with a different personality and that they will they will add to your life, mm-hmm. that they will challenge and help you grow in your own it, it, sometimes in some similar ways and sometimes in different ways. But that that's part of how you keep going on in the life mm-hmm. and that it's necessary it is actually necessary. Yep. Okay. So that's the second story of, of uh, uh, the second horse. So I'm going to keep, is this good? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Let's keep going with our horses today. Um, another story of, about horses had to do with a lady who came in and she was, she was wanting to connect to grandparents. And uh, I think it was grandparents and great grandparents. And her story came through because her great great grandfather i think it was had or i think it was her great grandfather had been in the first world war and he had he rode a horse and he, he and his horse had died oh. fighting together, together. Yeah. and it was this it, like he and kelly oh i could cry i could cry when i remember the story because he showed up with his horse and she was like oh, that's my great grandfather karen mm-hmm. And it was like she, she, she knew so very little about him, but she knew of him through the stories in the family. This is something I'm gonna like go on a tangent here. This is something I did not understand, and I mean, there's so much I don't understand about war, but how you could fight with an animal. Yeah. Because I think if I was, you know, essentially on top of this animal, you you train with each other. You have such a bond and a connection. I would just be standing in front of it, wanting it to not get shot or not get hurt. Yeah. Um, I would be so terrified because I would have fallen in love with the person or the soul that was with me. Well, Kelly, I think you have said it perfectly for all those souls who have died now mm-hmm. and um, that they did love their horses. And and then, you know, extending that to people and more who fight next to their best friends. Yes. Because they train together and they're taught to protect each other and they go through horrific things that bond them closer. Um, that we don't get in our culture working at a desk. And yet, and it's both sides. It's both sides of war. I'm not talking about our side. Right. Yeah. So he he came through with his horse and he did not want to be separated from his horse on earth or on the other side i get that yes and i and i i i like this one because so many people who've crossed over with their dog or have crossed over and had a dog or cat or a hamster or a snake they still come through with their pet and sometimes people are like i don't want a pet i don't want to hear about a you know snake what? i just want to call out jody martin Oh, I'm so yeah. excited for Jody to hear this. Because you're the only person I'm thinking of when we're telling these stories. <laughs> yes, because recently she lost Charlie. Yeah, and and I just think about that moment they get to you know be together again. Yes, not that Charlie's not with them now. It's just that that crossing that Jody will get to do one day and find him. Yeah, I think that's super exciting. Well, then how many how many people who cro- when they cross over they go looking for their pets? Yeah, and many of them you go look- humans. You wait. Yes, they look for their pets before they're humans, eh? Yeah. So it's it's um, 
anyway, the 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 horse, the horses that died in war. I want to go back to something for Sorry. just a second, yes. Kelly. Um, that I learned from the native community in how I was channeling for a native person. And I hope I word that right and correctly with respect, um, that this person in a past life had um, the ability to prepare all the horses for war. This person was like a shaman and journeyed with the horses before they left and would give each one of them a name and call them home. Hmm. So that if they, as they were going to to war with with the warriors, the shaman sang to the horses. He sang to their spirits, he gave them their names, and he let them, their spirits, go free into battle. So there was a freedom to cross. There was an invitation to their spirit, which I do not believe is something we do similarly in the military. No. Um, it, and, and, and maybe in some cultures they do. I don't know. I'm, I, I, my life has been very sheltered in the sense that I've lived in North Bay for 55 years. But as a shaman or shawwoman, that my, my spirit has been free. And that I got to see how Native people respected the animals and how they loved them and prepared them physically. They fed them. They did everything they could to train them properly. Um, and that, the, that they also sang to their spirits. They took care of their spirits. They took care of the warriors. They did it differently. I don't see it differently. I understand that, but I still want to honor it. I still want to talk about what I saw. I still want to say, you can, you can add to it too, but I still want to word it in that way in case somebody hearing it um, dreamt it. Maybe they have a, uh, they have a, a passion f- for their horses. But um, I also wanted to bring up in this that in the Second World War, dogs were used and that they were not used in the same way. They were not used um, healthily. And even when you send any animal to war, it is not used healthily. Soul, and any soul. That's right. And I understand where you're going and what you're saying. I do. Um, and I don't, I, I'm not trying to argue. I understand your point. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to choose to not talk then. You can, I understand. I understand that there can be a, a very big argument about sending any human to war. Soul. Any soul to war, dog, um, horse. It, it, it doesn't matter what it is. If you're sending it to war, that is wrong in and of itself. And there's no question. There's no way you can argue it. I get that. And I don't think what they've done to quote unquote honor it and invite it home is, I think it's crazy making. Yeah, I understand. I, 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 but if you're telling people the facts of what happened so that if they dreamt it or they hear about it, they can confirm it, then fine. Yes. But I don't think any of that is an honoring. Okay. That's okay. So, Okay, can I go on to the next yeah, story? For sure. Okay, so the next one, um, oh, um, okay, is a client uh, for many, many years. And again, no names, and, or I'll just call her uh, Adele. Interesting. Very far cry from Mary. <laughs> I'm trying to get creative here. Um, we're like on a Hello. show 80. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 
Okay, so um, in her, she's had sessions both in person and uh, a long distance over telephone. And she is a horse lover. And many, she's had instant, um, a life with horses. She trains them. She wants to work with them. She wants to help other people connect to them. And what happened in one of her sessions at the very, very beginning was that the horses came through and said she has to take photographs of us. She's a photographer. She has to put it in a book. She has to use it to help other people heal. I know who you're talking yeah, about. I know you do. <laughs> I like her. Oh, yeah, we both love her. And she did. She is a photographer. And um, she has put it in a book. And she gave me a copy of the book. Well, are we allowed to advertise it? I don't know because I didn't ask for consent before I did the podcast. Right. So, um, Adele, you can comment <laughs> on the podcast and give us permission. <laughs> And we know she listens to this. You can be the superhero whose identity we unveil. Okay, that that would be wonderful. Cool. So she is this this beautiful, beautiful woman who sees the healing energy and connects to the souls of the horses and then wants to photograph of it. She wants to tell the stories and she wants to help the horses and the humans connect in a healing way. Mm-hmm. So there, here's a shout out to her up in Timmins, Ontario. And we'll, that's all we'll say about that, that area. It's in northern Ontario. Um, but what beautiful messages and how the horses guided her to a career, to a passion, to a calling, to a purpose. And how they were, how they were able to um, help her with life purpose and connect it to her, her, her joy in life. And that sometimes that's why people book appointments with us. They want to know how to find their purpose. Mm -hmm. They want to know what their spirit is saying to them and how the spirit talks. And it's why we call ourselves shamans or shawwoman, both of us, that that is what we hear. Is that good? Mm -hmm. Okay. I really liked her because she listened. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say a shout out to Adele because she listened to it. She she took all of it and still worked a regular job, but still managed to follow the passion. And, and, and is she still in the process of putting all the pieces together to write, to photograph, to... Ride, to heal. All of it. Yep. And, and, you know, she didn't do it and quit a full-time job and say, here I go. Uh, you know, which is something, say, that I did at a point in my life. Um, She's still managing to try to figure it out and create a, she's got a crazy balance going. And some days she might say the balance is better than others. Mm -hmm. But that... Most people say that about anything. Yes, and so would I still. So maybe somebody needs to hear that you can still have your passion, you can still connect and use us, Karen and Kelly, for validations, or to find the loopholes, or to affirm, am I on the right path? Because sometimes getting that affirmation is everything that unblocks. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. It's enough fuel. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Like the word. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that. Okay. I'm waiting for one story. But continue. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't know. I've got another one. <laughs> I'm going to keep going? Yeah. Okay. The next one, um, I have not asked for consent, and she wants to come in and do her own show. And so this is the one. Okay. So she's coming. Okay. <laughs> so this will also be an unveiling of another story down the road. She's also one of our superheroes. Oh, 
Yes. Um, she's also a professional that I've asked to come on and do yeah. some shows because she's just multi-talented, this lady. And yeah. she's a firecracker. She's humorous and witty, and I can't wait for her to come. Um, but I want to tell her part of her story, and she'll do a much better job. This is the most like anticipatory yeah, podcast we've ever done. Yeah, she's minus um, Jim. Jim Lennops. That was oh, Jim Lennops. I hope he comes back like ten more times. Um, but she is a client of mine and yours. Yep. And and that is going to be a great show because she has horses, and. She has had us both channel horses, different ones for different reasons. Yeah. She has lot. She has great stories to share. So I'm going to be brief about hers because she'll give more information. But I bring it up, Kelly, her stories up because she approached you and I, and you can jump in and share your story. Yeah, if if I can. Okay. Um, she needed medical information. Hmm. So at one point, she came to find out what was wrong with a horse. And in the store, in my part, I'll say mine, and then you can do what you want with yours. She, her horse came forward and she said, what do you get about? And she gave me the first name. And I said, well, that's a horse. And I said, there's nerve pain in a hoof. And she said, yes, you need to help me. So I, she says, I need to know if this is a surgery. I need to know uh, if this is something where it'll never heal. Will she, this horse always be in pain? Um, does, is this a situation where you put a horse down? Is this a situation where it, it heals and I, but I can't ride her? Do I need not to? Because she rides professionally. Mm -hmm. I think that's the term. Competitively. Competitively? Yeah. Okay. So, and she travels all over the United States to, to do this in Canada and she, she loves her horses. So she wanted to know its limits without putting it into pain, mm -hmm. um, and understanding if the horse could carry the weight of a human. And how much training it could go through. So she was coming in to ask those questions. And the uh, and we'll, we'll let her tell more of the story. But she ended up asking me to identify it in pictures. So that I could identify exactly which nerve. Um, so I wanted to bring that up. Because of being a medical intuitive. And that you and I are able to do it for humans and animals. And that this is a situation we, we, where we are able to do it for horses. Mm -hmm. Now we've had veterinarians on our show and just one. just one and we do understand that the Veterinarian Association of Ontario will not refer to us because we are not veterinarians mm -hmm. and that they believe we're also not doctors. That, yes. <laughs> and no, a lot of things we're not. And no medical doctor or surgeon will refer to us either in that regard because they're the surgeon. We understand that each profession does their job. We are medical intuitives, and that's a completely different field. So it just it complements those other jobs. That's right. So if we can give a lead, if we can give some information, if we can be of help and assistance, that's what we're trying to do. That's our intention. Our intention is not to replace a veterinarian or a surgeon or a medical doctor. We're supposed to work together, mm -hmm. but they don't always see it that way. So that's why we own our own podcast show. So there, I want to say my little girl just showed up and said, and that's, I'm the boss of me. <laughs> oh God. I know. Anyway, uh, maybe somebody can laugh at that or identify with it <laughs> or just look at it and go, Jesus, grow up, Karen. Who knows? Um, anyway, so um, she came for medical information that day. 
but I want to hand it over to you because I know she came to see you and that she learned a different thing when she came in to talk to her horses about you. Do you remember? Um, I remember vaguely. Uh, and I don't know if that's more of what she's going to want to talk about on her own, on her own show. Mm -hmm. Um, but I know that she came in, I don't even remember the actual question. Um, but we talked a lot about why her personality or why the personality of her horse was so stubborn. Um, and where, where the horse's mental blocks were and what ended up coming through. And again, I'll be kind of vague here is that the horse's personality was paralleling her own. Mm -hmm. And then also the horse came through to teach her about the stubbornness of her own personality um, and how it was affecting the relationship with her children, Mm -hmm. uh, her human children. So there was a lot that the horse offered in a session uh, to talk about the dynamic of the actual family um, and how the children were going to grow up mimicking the stubbornness. What? Or keeping their own independence or interdependence and kindness. Okay, can I say woot woot? Uh-huh. <laughs> like Kelly, we're talking about the fact that as mediums, medical intuitives, intuitives that use all six gifts, that we do the medical component of the nerve, but we also do the personalities. And that your people are hearing that they can they can use our services and our gifts to problem solve. Yeah. And I remember her sitting in front of me and she has such a cute voice. I love, I love listening to her talk. And I remember giving her these messages and they're hard. They're not, they were not Mm. flattering. You know, you really, you have to sit down and take a hard look at yourself when you're given messages like that as Mm -hmm. to how your own stubbornness is hurting your daughter, um, and hurting your horse, uh, which are two things that she loves Mm -hmm. and how conflicting that information is. And I remember her sitting there going, Oh, (laughs) like fuck um and I remember her leaving and thinking well she hated that she's never coming back she might fire me as a client of her own like I just I went into my own fear my own human fear that Mm -hmm. I hadn't given her what she wanted because what she wanted was to hear that she was right oh and she wasn't she wasn't at all the horse was right um and I know (sighs) that it wasn't until you know months later that she was able to be like well that ass kicking was the best thing I could have had because it's changed the way that I treat my daughter. It's changed the way that my daughter behaves around my son. Um, and her horse and her are far happier. Kelly. I, I think there was some stuff about her husband too in, in how he um, was struggling to see her as a partner because of the stubbornness that she was, um, well, her behavior was so stubborn that it what is she, he didn't feel like he had a partner. He felt like he had a third child. Well, you've just dropped like 50 bombs. I know. And she'll drop more. Uh, and, oh, and, and I know her. She'll drop them with humor oh, and yeah. wit and an emotional intelligence. Let's not give her coffee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> she has plenty of energy without it. But um, I, ho- I hope as we've we've said all of those things this morning that we've that you and I have dropped enough bombs or and and you know beautiful ones for people to think about today mm-hmm. um and though those were the those were all the stories i think that we four or five horse stories this morning for and for people to think about through their day well thank you for uh for planning this show and for allowing me to sort of sit back and just sip well, you did. You sat back and sipped, but you also added uh, quite a lot today. 
And I personally look forward to listening to when this one airs. (laughs) I listen to the shows every Saturday morning like everybody else. And sometimes like to hear them just like everybody else hears them. What can I learn from listening to this? I don't just sit there and listen to it and think, what do I sound like? You know, some people say, do you like your own voice? And I think, well, you better because it's the same as mine. (laughs) (laughs) And, And there are days where I do hear the voice. Sometimes I hear how angry I am in podcasts. And I think, my God, how is anybody even listening to me? I sound so bitchy. And then it's like, well, maybe you have a right to be angry about certain things, just like everybody else does. Yeah. And I think, too, it's important for people to know that others get angry because it's such an emotion that we're afraid to feel. It's such an emotion that we're afraid to show. And perhaps if, you know, you're listening each week or tuning in every once in a while and you can hear that anger is okay, it gives you permission to feel your own. And people pleasers need to hear that. Yeah. So Uh, that you're not swinging it into, you know, polars of people pleasing and then aggressiveness and back to people pleasing again mm-hmm. that you can find a happy balance I think too I, li- I know I listen to shows to um well I edit them but also to make sure that we've done a good job that we've done a story justice or that um it's it's conveyed properly mm, good well thank you for doing that mm-hmm. okay my we're pleasure. done yeah we are <laughs> just at the bottom of my cup oh good all right um thank you for listening mom thank you for sharing uh we will Always encourage you to ask questions uh, or make comments on the shows or submit your own ideas for podcast shows altogether. You can email us at info at Otherwise, we will hear from you next week.